This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please seek a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks, everyone. Welcome, welcome. All right. So for this episode, we're going to touch on something that's been a little bit on the news these days, at least down yeah. here in South Florida. It's actually been, yeah, it's very almost alarming. <laughs> yeah. Because I haven't heard of this in a while now. Yeah, like, I know. You know, the last time I heard about, uh, we're going to be talking about mosquito-borne illnesses. Yeah. I mean, diseases or whatever. Yeah, mosquito-borne illnesses, diseases. Yeah. yeah. So the last time I feel that we had like that big scare of like West Nile and yeah. all that happening was several years ago. Like, yeah. Not that recent. And now it's like, again, and now it's back. Yep. And then we always have like some sort of new yeah. disease come in, which we're going to talk about. Zika was a huge yeah. one. Chikagunya was a big one. I had it. I know. Julie's we'll going to tell that. us about her experience with oh, it. God. And now <laughs> when we like study mosquito-borne illnesses because it's so much to cover. Yeah. And it's it's kind of crazy. But, you know, now we have a health advisory yeah. of malaria. I know. It's malaria and um, West, West Nile. Nile. Yep. It's the two health advisories from the CDC that we yeah. got to look out for. And these over here in, in, um, in Florida, in Florida. since we have so many mosquitoes. Yeah. But I think it's so crazy how, and I'm just talking out yeah. of my ass right now, no. but it's so crazy how the pandemic, yeah, how it affected so many things. And yep. it's, when you don't think about it, sometimes you're like, why, why are we seeing like malaria like here? Malaria is something that it's like people would typically ask you, like, did you travel right outside of the U.S., maybe yeah. to Africa, something like that. And now it's, you know, it's the thing. So many people stopped traveling. Exactly. From the pandemic. And now everyone wants to traveling big travel again. They're like making up for old time's yeah. sake. And yeah. then now there's so much international travel mm -hmm. that we're seeing these diseases out of nowhere in places that they weren't before a big comeback in them yeah yeah it's pretty crazy and yeah you're absolutely right it's like a big change from like when COVID hit in 2020 yeah. to like now it's like well but that's exactly why it happened before and we hadn't seen it in a few years yeah sometimes and i still can't believe that we lived a pandemic yeah. yeah and i know that you know in history pandemics were associated I mean, I'm not going to say there was a lot of deaths with COVID. Yeah. And please, for the love of God, like, I'm not here to have this conversation no. about whether COVID was fake or We're not, real. Not or talking about whatever. that. I'm not talking. I'm saying the pandemic, whatever you want to believe it. Yeah. The pandemic yeah. really effed up a lot of things. Yeah. It changed a lot of things. It changed a lot of things. It changed the way people live. Mm -hmm. It changed the way that people travel and eat and do all these things. Absolutely. And there was a lot of deaths, whether you want to believe COVID existed or not, yeah. whatever it is. Point yeah. is, there was a lot of reported deaths. And it's just crazy to me because we lived through a pretty crazy part of history. Well, nobody in, in the recent past, nobody had 
lived through a pandemic like that. Exactly, because you know? they didn't have the medicine and stuff like that. And even then, there was like so many deaths. I know, stuff. I know. The last time that there was like such a big pandemic, at least reported, like was like, and you know, affected so many people was like, I think the Spanish influenza or whatnot. Yeah. You know, H one N one. Yep, was huge too. But it didn't. But it didn't catastrophically like no, stop no, the no, world no. from yeah, like yeah, almost no. turning. You know, no, no, no. This was definitely what we would consider a pandemic that affected everyone. That people were Globally, scared. Yeah. The media, like everyone, got it was. It was a lot. Point. It was a lot. So, so yeah, that it did. And why we're talking about that again? It's because that did such a big, big, drastic change, and then it's created all these domino effects. And now, years later, yeah. we're still looking at the domino effects. Yeah. And this looks like it's one of them. Yeah. Like we had stopped this. Like we hadn't heard of so many mosquito-borne yep. illnesses. Like just pop out like with these re- what okay so they're not pandemics but they're like what like endemics yeah no like, they're endemics and yeah stuff like well okay so endemic is basically a disease that endemic to somewhere so okay. it's very common in a place so mm-hmm. um uh, it could be like i don't know for example like tuberculosis mm-hmm. usually endemic to third world countries because okay. of whatever i can there's a million things yeah. that I can say about that. But just to make it short, it's like, so whatever is more common in that region, place, so that's what we consider an endemic. Okay. So before COVID, COVID was considered to be endemic to China. Yeah. Right? And then it became a pandemic where it was no longer just in China. It was in other places. Okay. All right. So then, so then yeah, that's what so we're seeing mosquitoes, here. So these mosquitoes, so like malaria and stuff exactly. like that, it's usually endemic to regions across Africa, mm-hmm. right? And then now it's like we're seeing it in other places. So that's why we find it weird because we're truly, it's really not endemic to us. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that we're, you know, we're going to touch up on like the most common ones, at least the more... Yeah, just the more common ones because there's so many of them that we could do like several part series on this and we're not we're gonna we've tried to condense it into one episode for you yeah. all. and if you so, guys want an episode specifically about one of these then let us know just let us know yeah then- so we're gonna just touch up on the highlights yeah. you know on each of these like more common ones yeah and yeah go from there yeah so yeah. i hate mosquitoes me too by the way yeah. if there are two things in this world insect wise okay that i hate is roaches yeah. and mosquitoes. Yeah. They can burn forever. <laughs> I know. I, I, know. I can truly fight someone on the reasons why they don't need to exist. For me, it's spiders, but yeah. I, I hate mosquitoes. Like, they're such a freaking nuisance. Like, it's it's just, I hate everything about them. I hate everything about them. Yeah, me too. Just, they're gross. I think I got traumatized because when I was younger, I've mentioned my friend Monica on this podcast before. Yeah. But, you know, Monica's parents used to take us out on their boat and mm-hmm. stuff. And we used to go to Bocachita, which is, you know, like this little island where you can grill and stuff like that. Right, right. And it was infested with mosquitoes. And mostly and when it's like dawn or dusk. Yeah, exactly. Those are the two worst times. Yep. So we went, Monica and I, like, went exploring, you know, being kids. Yeah. And then I came back and I was just literally head to toe covered yeah and since then i've had some ptsd really with mosquitoes that i i hate them oh i hate I, them i see them and i i i get angry yeah like, yeah they ruin my day <laughs> <laughs> sounds 
stupid. No, no, no. But I, I fucking hate them. I hate them too. Like me and my kiddo, we suffer from like big whelps from them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys like have we get the reactions. big. Yeah. We get I get the- them too, but only to certain types. Oh like, yeah. It doesn't happen all the time to me. Huh. But sometimes, man, Dude. I will have like it looks like cellulitis, like yeah. a skin infection. That's it. And for my kiddo, oh my god, like he's gotten a little like they're they're getting a little better now. Whenever he gets bit by them, but when he was a baby and like. Dude, we, we avoided it big time. But he's like me. Like, they seek us out. Yeah. They really seek us out. Like, as yeah. soon as I step a foot out, and it's especially in sunset. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Like, I'm getting at least one, no matter what repellent I wear. I'm getting it, yeah. you know? And unfortunately, my kid was the same freaking way. And when he was a baby, no matter, like, all the things that we would put on him, at least one bite. And back then, oh, my God, Eve. Like, it would get, like, even bubbly. Like, he would, yeah. like, even the, like, what do you... It, yeah, like, like a blister. Exactly. It would turn like a blister. Mm-hmm. It was so bad, pobrecito. But like, yeah, so there are people like me that get the big welts and like my kiddo. Then there's people like my mom and Mario. Nothing. Like okay. they get bit and it's like they don't even itch. Nothing. Nothing happens to them. It's crazy. Crazy. I, I, hate, like, I hate that. I know. <laughs> I mean, I like, hate that. Oh, you're like, <laughs> you know, and when my kiddo like, and they're just like, oh, it's a great afternoon. And I'm like, can I? Like, God damn it. I know. <laughs> but. Anyway, so yeah, mosquitoes suck. And so these diseases, we're going to talk about them, like we said, and they're spread through their bite. And they're really nasty little little buggers because they land on you and you don't even feel it most of the time. Like, I'm like, like <laughs> and I hate, I hate talking about mosquitoes because of how much I hate them. Yeah. But yeah, and sometimes those really big black ones yeah. that are just like what and we they even call, leave a black ma- like mancha yeah, on like you when mancha you're... on you yeah. and those are like the dumb ones yeah. that they're just around you every single time you try to waft them away and they're like mm, no I want I want to bite uh. you and you're just like ah! <laughs> so bad whatever anyways <laughs> this is what I think about my mosquitoes <laughs> and you're just like ah! it's like una tortura china you're just like oh god just how can I kill you and I can't kill you every single time I I like try the wind blows you away (laughs) I have a whole thing and that's that we're like born and bred Miamians like mosquitoes it's like a thing here but it's part of our community at this point we hate them but they're that's why every time that like we see like hurricanes and stuff like that (laughs) I'm kind of happy yeah okay I'm not happy for the hurricane but but it blows them away but it blows them away (laughs) exactly it's so much wind that we don't actually see the mosquitoes and for a little bit for a little and I'm I'm great with it I know it gives us a little bit of a break yeah I hate them anyway but yeah so um since we did talk about blood types not too long ago. Yeah, I know. I found this and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. No wonders. I have my answers now. <laughs> Basically, that type O bloods are, you know, like more... More susceptible. More susceptible to, to mosquito bites. To mosquito bites. There's a whole study on it. I will link on it if you're more curious on that. But yeah, if you're type O like me, there you go. They kind of seek you out a little bit more. And then they're also attracted, mosquitoes, they're attracted to the color black. And therefore, black clothing attracts them. So that's another study from biologists. There's an article. What is it? Experimental biology. That's mm-hmm. the, the article. And then according to a journal from Chemical Senses from Oxford University Press, mosquitoes are attracted to carbon dioxide because they could smell it from 164 yeah. feet away from you. Yeah. And you scent to hunt. Yeah. And I think like there, I definitely believe the whole entire scent thing. Yeah. Not too to long 164 ago. 164 feet. That's far, man. 
So the other day I was doing my neighbor's nails because she like whatever she was just asking me to do her nails and Mm -hmm. then I was like okay cool and we were it was a really nice day and I was like let's do them outside yeah anyways some of us were in the pool and then I'm like I'll do them outside with you so whatever we're just like talking as soon as I opened the shine yeah oh my god really they were everywhere no way everywhere and at first, we were like, oh, you know, these mosquitoes. Yeah. Out there. And then, like, we really started noticing. We're like, what is going on? Where are they coming from? They, like, can, I don't know if there was some substance. Yeah. In yeah. the smell of the yeah. polish. There must be some chemical in there, yeah. I don't know, but they were swarming. Flies, too. I don't know what the hell it was. And I literally told her, I was like, we uh, yeah. should do this inside. We like, gotta <laughs> go. We gotta go, yeah. It's oh, gonna be like man. a so mosquitoes gonna just land That's and so weird. melt into your nail polish. I wonder what chemical it was because I get carbon dioxide because you know all mammals, everything mm-hmm. that they're gonna suck the blood out releases carbon dioxide, so that's an evolutionary thing. Like I, that makes sense, but I wonder what freaking chemical was in there. I don't know, but I like want to just dress the whole entire backyard like with lemongrass and all those natural yeah. mosquito repellents. Yeah. <laughs> when I grow five lemon, uh, what, lemon, lemongrass. What is it? lemongrass trees or bushes, whatever <laughs> they come from, wherever it comes from, I, I want to grow it. And I want to hang little lemongrass, little yeah, just things, every- just everywhere. Just everything. Everything. The works. I actually, in Tampa, yeah. I, I had my cats, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. I didn't want to put like really harsh mosquito yeah, things because of my cat because i wasn't there i didn't know if they would eat it whatever. yeah so i ended up getting this like natural mosquito repellent that was like lemongrass okay dude i went overboard because i hate mosquitoes no. i sprayed it so much that no. i had to leave my apartment <laughs> because i couldn't breathe the fumes and my neighbors no from downstairs no they came outside and they're like is someone cooking or oh like so, with some spices? And I was downstairs and I was like, oh, why? And then they're like, it smells like something really <laughs> zesty. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> you mean lemon? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what you're talking, you talking about. I don't know I'm going to go now. <laughs> you, but you can follow that scent to my apartment. 100%. Oh my god. 100% you could follow that sense if you wanted to. Jesus, you bet. Right? <laughs> and it didn't work. Like, it worked. For a minute. For a minute. Yeah. Until I, I had to die again in the fumes of lemon zest. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, anyways. All right. So, and then a new study found that mosquitoes can find people to bite by smelling substances present on the human skin and in sweat, including lactic acid, uric acid, ammonia, oh, yeah. etc. So pee? Like what? I guess so. According to... If you pee so. yourself, shower, because the mosquitoes are going to come after you. Fucking gross. Yeah. Like, shower, please. Like, regardless. Yeah. Not even for the regardless. mosquitoes. Forget the mosquitoes. Forget the mosquitoes. For us. Fucking shower if you urinate <laughs> yourself for society. God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Gross. <laughs> Anyway, a small study submitted by PubMed of 14 participants found that mosquitoes were observed to land on participants more frequently after consuming a small amount of beer. What? Well, I don't know. Is it worth it? 
I mean, it's only 14 people. Should we even trust this, really? Oh, 14 people. Yeah, it's only 14 people. Nah. Yeah. I'm still going to have my name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, nah. That's why I was like, I'm going to put this in here. Let's see what she says about this nah, study. <laughs> I'm still going to drink my beer. I need a higher yeah. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it needs to be more, yeah, a bigger sample size. Yeah, we need more power in this study. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then why do some people like me develop swelling and welts that like we were talking about? And then apparently when mosquitoes bite, they inject some saliva and when drawing that blood. And then the saliva contains certain anticoagulants and proteins triggering the immune system to respond to these foreign substances, i.e. me. Yeah. Our body responds by releasing histamine, yep. a chemical released by white blood cells when your immune system is fighting allergens, yeah. which causes the itchiness, inflammation. Exactly. So anytime you have a histamine reaction, we yeah. call that a histamine reaction. Um, it can be pretty intense. Some people, it's hives. So they break out into hives. That's a histamine reaction. Um, and then some people get like these massive welts, right? Okay. Yeah. But if you're having a histamine reaction that's systemic, then you're going to have the hives and stuff like that. If you're having a local histamine reaction, then that's when you see something more localized, which is like what you're saying. Okay. And sometimes, sometimes when patients come in and they have a histamine reaction, yeah. they're like, oh no, it's an infection. And I'm like, eh. it's actually not an infection. Right. Which is good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, it's actually a very strong local allergic reaction. Okay. And it can come with crazy, like I've seen yeah. impressive histamine reactions. Yeah, yeah. So taking up the whole leg. Oof. Sometimes if it's on the belly, it takes up like almost the whole entire side of one yeah. belly. Like yeah, the yeah. arm. We get it all the time with kids mm. on the face that their eyes swell up. Oof. And it it's like our job to figure out if this is an eye infection or if this is like a allergic regular reaction. allergic reaction. Sometimes kids will have swelling all in their ear. Oof. So, and and it can it can be red. Mm -hmm. It could be hard. Okay. Okay. And yeah, it could be warm. I, yeah. It could be warm. But that's, that's all okay. part of the histamine reaction. Okay. So anytime you have like those type of like, uh, you know, redness, mm -hmm. heat and all that stuff, definitely go and just to make sure, get it checked by a yeah. doctor yeah. and all of that. But usually Benadryl and Zyrtec do the trick. That's what I was going to ask you because like I, I have like a little gel yeah. from Benadryl. Yeah. That's like that antihistamine gel yeah. and that really helps out MR. And even me, like if I get, if I get like a really big welt, then I mean, most of the time it's just like smaller welts. Yeah. But on MR, immediately I'll put that on him yeah. and it helps out a lot. Yeah. Like, so because it's an yeah. antihistamine. Yeah, so yeah. an antihistamine basically stops that histamine reaction. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, now we're going to jump into the different the diseases. Yeah, yeah. Different types. And like I said, it, we're, we just picked like the very common ones, the ones that you've seen in the news, yeah. the ones you've heard about. Yeah. And we're going to just give, you know, little bits and pieces about what they are. So first one up, Zika virus. Zika virus. I remember when that was all yeah. over the news several years ago. I was a, I was a medical student when Zika virus Mostly came you out. for P... Well, back then, no. You were no, in med school, medical so you weren't doing... Yeah, but I was, I was a fourth-year medical student, so I was already auditioning for my rotations for residency. Oh, okay. And I actually did an infectious disease rotation oh, as a fourth-year student, okay. and it happened to be... Maybe just a little after the whole entire Zika it was virus big. thing. It yeah. was big. I remember in, in Grenada, I mean, in Mahina thing, yeah, Grenada, yeah. even worse. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like mos Mosquito Central. Yeah. Uh, the Caribbean was... islands were, were big for all of these mosquito-borne illnesses. Big time. And I correct me if I'm wrong. I, I know I have it somewhere here in the notes, but I have a ton of notes for this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Is it, this is the one that was like really associated and like scary for little kiddos, right? For babies for and whatnot. pregnant Pregnancy. women, exactly. There we go. Okay, yes. yeah. Every pregnancy should 
you know okay how can i say it? like i don't want to like alarm anyone that's pregnant that yeah. has like fever and stuff like that mm-hmm. but if you are pregnant and if you are sick and you have like cold symptoms and stuff like that yeah most of the time it's just going to be a cold nothing's going to happen right but um these type of viruses like these kind of mosquito-borne illnesses can sometimes cause congenital defects okay so zika virus was huge on that's that. what i remember yeah and it was really sad because well zika virus not only was it mosquito-borne but it was also sexually transmitted that's which was it. like a huge thing and that's so strange and everyone was like what yeah because it's like how do you like yeah you wouldn't i would i would never have made that connection like from yes. a mosquito to you could also pass it through sex like, i know so it was also sexually transmitted so unfortunately we didn't we saw the first wave of zika Mm -hmm. which was like the febrile illness yeah you feel sick the joint pains malaise all that stuff yeah yeah and then which um, is easy to like to confuse with a cold with a cold flu everything yeah Yeah. so and then unfortunately we started seeing congenital defects Mm. and then the biggest one associated with zika was microcephaly so it's when babies are born with a smaller head and they're like small in the percentiles but it does come with contractures it does come with brain things with the nervous system associated with the nervous system so then they started seeing that these babies were born with microcephaly and all these things and they started kind of ask this is literally how medicine works of course you start investigating and then every single parent we ask them like what they ate what they did did they get sick and all these things trying to figure out and then this is how we figured out that a lot of the moms that had babies with microcephaly microcephaly can happen for a lot of different reasons but most of these cases were associated with an infections that mom had that were mosquito-borne and then that's how zika yeah so what's so, the prognosis for microcephaly well microcephaly in general you can have someone that's microcephalic and they're okay really yeah okay. they don't have any problems okay but okay. again like microcephaly is yeah. just a sign okay. i don't want it like a, a sign or a symptom okay you know? so you need to see where it's coming from right you right, know right, right like i have kids that are microcephalic and we did every sort of like evaluation and everything was okay yeah just they have a smaller head okay could it be something genetic probably Maybe. Yeah. we just don't know but they're normal and they go to school and they okay. do everything but we have like kids that are microcephalic because their brain did not develop so if your Got brain it. doesn't grow your yeah. head is not going to grow yeah right yeah, yeah so those type of prognoses is really it can really vary yeah there are some kids that have profound mm-hmm. neurological defects and then there are kids that have mild neurological defects so they have the microcephaly they have some symptoms maybe some contractures in their limbs okay maybe some developmental delays things like that but then there are others that are pretty more severe okay. like those are the ones that like need more yeah. attention specialized care and stuff like right that. right right yeah and then i at least by what i was reading that was where the fear was coming from yeah. with this virus at least getting to that like severe microcephaly and whatnot yeah okay well a little bit about the history where it came from and what uh, and what not um, it was first ID'd in Uganda in 1947 in the rhesus mac, make, ma- I can't say it, macaw, macaw, uh, the right, macaw. Yeah, there you go. Macaw. <laughs> I hate monkeys, FYI, <laughs> I really don't like monkeys. I don't know what I it is about that. I hate monkeys, bro. It's like I hate moths. I didn't know you Exactly. Hate like, no, but you have like a fear of moths. I do, and okay. birds. It, you, okay, spiders for me are like moths to you. <laughs> okay, how you feel about birds is how I feel about Did monkeys. Did I tell you about my bird attack no. at Mount Sinai? No. A story for another day. But wait until you hear that shit. You're going to die. What the f- You're going to laugh your ass off. But anyways. But don't you have, like, parents at home? No, my mom has birds. I don't touch them. 
god. When my mom goes out for vacation, the they're other, lucky they get food from me. The other day, like I noticed that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it was a, it was Nora's birthday. Yeah. And I'm like, but like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't hate birds in the sense like if they're in a cage, fine. You see, that's that's how I feel about monkeys. But like yeah. you, that you like feed the peacock in your neighborhood, <laughs> I would never. I would never. They're so pretty. No. I mean, they're beautiful, but from a like distance. The, I have to show you the TikTok that I made the other day of the freaking bird. No, I'm pretty sure I saw it. That you're like, what What have I done to you? And I was like, on your car or yeah. something? I'm yeah. I'm like, what have I done to deserve this? Why are you in my freaking car? I just fed you, asshole. Come on. Did you name it? You yeah, Chachi. Gary? Oh, Chachi. I was like, Gary? Gary? <laughs> something. I don't know. You made him like super white. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But no, and they're beautiful, and I love peacocks, and... Actually, when I was younger, I used to play with parrots a lot. Yeah. Like, my dad had an auto parts store that was next to a, um, a bird store. Yeah. So, I was little and I was bored at the auto parts store. So, I would always go. Where it came from then? I think it just came. I think it came from my older brother. My really? older brother would get attacked by birds and stuff. And I think he, like, passed down the fear. I'm no pretty way. sure my younger brother also has, like, a fear of birds, too. No, no, but now, after my attacks from the birds from Mount Sinai... I don't want to see a bird near me. And I got like attacked, attacked. It hit my head. You know, in Grenada, they, there was like a breeding season for crows. Yeah. And well, they would even, was a crow. Yeah. They would even, they warned students. Like it was a real thing. And we saw it. Like it didn't happen to me or Mario, luckily. But we did see it in front of us. Like especially, and they would tell women with long hair or whatever, they would put it up in yes. buns that they would go straight to it. And you, yes. we saw it. It's not they're like nesting or whatever it's yes weird. exactly so you know what i had to do i had to walk with an umbrella and hold on a second you'd think that that would stop them no, no. it would come and it would hit the umbrella and i would be like running to the hospital i was like ah, like save me but hold on a second it got so bad it got so bad that one of the other physicians was pregnant oh no and a bird attacked her oh, and no. she fell and no. went into early labor and I like went to security and I was like, listen, I'm like, this is a problem. I'm like, y'all need to do whatever you need to do to get oh these God. birds. Yes. Yes. It was terrible. Jesus. Well, okay. How you feel about birds is how I feel about macaws and monkeys and all that. I, I don't need to see them. I don't need to touch them. Like in Grenada, there was like this thing that you would go and I don't know, like tour some like part of the rainforest or whatever uh-huh. and some of the locals were like yeah look at this monkey do you want to take a photo with it i'm like get that shit away from me <laughs> get that shit away from me i'm not scared of them i'm not scared of them no, at all but i it. just i feel like they're way too cr- close to us in the evolutionary yeah ladder yeah that doesn't make me feel comfortable <laughs> I'm not comfortable. Julie's looking at the monkey like, I know you, bitch. Yeah. I like, know what you're trying to you do. Have you're a, trying to take over the world. Yeah. You have opposable thumbs. You do tools. You're no, no, no. You make tools. Not you do tools. I can't. I don't like it. And then they look at you like they know. I know. Oh, God. No. Ugh. <laughs> Fuck monkeys. Look, and this fucking monkey. It came from, from a fucking monkey anyway. From a Reese's macaw. Yeah. It's a macaw. Is it macaw? I feel like I'm... Isn't there like a no, bird it's a macaw. That's it's out? a macaw. Okay. There's also a bird called a macaw, but... Yeah, this, right. Oh, but it's spelled is, differently. I think so. That's it. Okay. But I'm no, like, the monkey is definitely a macaw. Because I'm famous for mispronouncing shit, so that's why. Anyway. <laughs> for the macaw monkey, followed by evidence of infection and diseases, humans in other African countries in the 1950s. So 
that's where it came from and it was from a while ago. Most people do not develop symptoms. If symptoms do occur, they start around three to 14 days after infection. Those that do have these symptoms, they generally have mild rash, fever, conjunctivitis, muscle and joint pain, malaise, headache that lasts for two to seven days. So it sounds a lot like a flu. Yeah, yeah. like it could ease it. And mostly when you wait that long for you to even develop this, it can even be two weeks yeah. after. Last thing you're thinking of is, I don't even remember two weeks ago like if, you know, if I was sick. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And sometimes these infections can be pretty mild. The yeah. moms that I talked to, they'd be like, yeah, I had a little bit of like, you know, tired, but I thought it was just like a right shoot. And literally, it's always, it was almost always the same story. It was like, it's so I felt scary. sick. I didn't even have any fever though, right. but I had some congestion, like body aches, headache, but it went away in like two to three days. And then it ends up being like something that you actually had to worry about. It's yeah. crazy. Anyway, so what you were just saying, very dangerous during pregnancy could cause infants to be born with microcephaly and other conjunctival, um, congenital, congenital. <laughs> malformations as those lip contractures, high muscle tones. So what does it mean like high muscle tones? Well, limb contractures is, is that I don't I don't know if they're trying to like explain in like in a little bit different, but high muscle tone and limb contractures basically worries you for some neurological oh, problems. Oh, okay, okay. Because your brain is what controls your muscle tone. Mm-hmm. So if you have anything going on in the brain, or I should say, if you see someone mm-hmm. with muscle contractures and stuff like that, you should worry about something neurological. Okay. So it's the same way some people have strokes and yes. they lose like a lot of the ability of half their side of their face or they're talking or something like that then that is muscle tone so that's why we worry about something in the brain Um, understood okay so same thing goes for like little kids like you should always uh, kids should have tone and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then it should be a regular tone it shouldn't be hypertonic and it should be hypotonic so okay okay so then I have normalities and hearing loss as well as fetal loss, stillbirth, preterm birth, and miscarriage. Yeah, the stillbirth and the preterm birth was also a big thing with Zika. Yeah, I remember that. I just remember in Grenada that it was really scary. Mm-hmm. People were really, like pregnant people, because we had a lot of significant others that were pregnant and even locals that were pregnant and yeah. everybody was and especially really like in a Caribbean island. Oh yeah, really scared. And I mean, there's less resources to test too there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's hard. And the testing really, like even after when I was a student, like after the wave of like Zika where... We were actively, there was research studies going on and stuff like that. Even the testing was really difficult. Yeah. kind of testing, like we had to test the baby. We had to test mom. Yeah. We had to see if there was a current infection or not. We had to send the results to like That's the it. Florida Department of Health. And it was just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And mostly for small Caribbean islands, it's, it's rough. But anyway, so also transmitted from mother to fetus, hence why the, mm-hmm. the scariness of it and pregnancy as well through sexual contact. Yeah blood transfusion and possibly through organ transplantation yeah so no no treatment or vaccines are available to supportive care avoid NSAIDs until dengue is ruled out we're going to touch upon dengue and why Mm -hmm. that is to avoid bleeding risk and then in february 2016 who declared zika related microcephaly a public health emergency that's when you were talking about like this whole big when was that 2016 yeah 2016 and i graduated i graduated 2018 yeah that makes sense and it was basically because of the correlation with zika virus and congenital malformations that it was pretty much confirmed declared it was declared later, you know, to end on that same year, but so like it, it was pretty devastating for, for those It was. It's that, really devastating. Yeah. It's something very oh, very sad. I always say it's like and I know this is supposed to be like funny medicine. But anyways, it's like very no, so, like, it's very gotta, emotional to know oh, that you think that your pregnancy is like totally okay and, and then, all, then of, all of a sudden it was 
something and then you know there's a lot of guilt in everything of course. so i'm sure people are like did i have to travel did i have to do that maybe if yeah. i would have gone so, yeah, yeah yeah of um, course there, there's always going to be and mostly being a mom being a parent you're yeah you're riddled with guilt but yeah but these are some things that i actually <laughs> i also used to like educate my patients and patients moms and mm-hmm. stuff. I, i'm not an ob guy, so yeah. i don't see a lot of pregnant people but it should be something that you're like, hey, look, like there's a lot of mosquito-borne illnesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because a lot of people do the baby moon yep. and all that stuff and yep. they go travel and stuff. And you should really be aware of the things that you're at risk for, especially if you're going somewhere that's not your yeah. local place. Exactly. So. Exactly. And so, yeah. And like we said, it does require lab confirmation for you to know that yeah. it really is Zika. Like mm-hmm. you can't, it's not like an oral thing or something yeah. very blatantly that you could just diagnose clinically, like exactly through the eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was Zika. And then now the one that's been popping up in the news, West Nile virus. This is yeah. a hefty one. Cause I, know. I mean, it's been around for a while and it does a lot. And yeah. But so a little bit about its history again. It was um, first isolated in the West Nile, mm-hmm. hence the the name, Uganda in 1937. West Nile virus can cause a fetal neurological disease in humans. Mm-hmm. So really scary and devastating too. I know. Um, approximately 80% of people who are infected will not show any symptoms. So it's fucking nuts. I know. Like that's just crazy, you know? I know. Especially so for pregnant scary. women. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And um, those 20% that they do experience fever, experience some symptoms, they're usually fever, headaches, tiredness, body aches, nausea, vomiting, occasional with a skin rash, and swollen lymph nodes. Again, something that's very easily mistaken for a slew of other things. Like that sounds like sometimes a cold that I get. My colds, a lot of the times are just that. Just that, I know, (laughs) I know. And uh, approximately 1 to 150 people infected will develop more severe forms of the disease called neuroinvasive disease that includes headache, high fevers. So this is more... The high fevers is like a big thing in like West Nile virus and stuff like that. Especially if you have prolonged fevers. This Mm. is when we kind of start digging into the... What is it? What is it? Yeah, like how can I explain it? If, If someone comes in and they're having fever and stuff like that, like we usually chalk it up to the most common things. Yeah. But if you're having fever, neurological symptoms and stuff like that that's when we start diving in more into these mosquito-borne illnesses which are also called like the arbor viruses okay which is basically like viruses that come from mosquitoes yeah yeah. definitely like these mosquito diseases cause a lot of neurological things yeah and that it's just crazy to me man Mm -hmm. and it's like how 80 percent of the people won't even know i know that's just bonkers anyway so yeah like weakness paralysis like yeah. serious illness can occur at any age however people older than 50 and immunocompromised are at highest risk of course yeah west Nile virus mainly transmitted to people through bites of infected mosquitoes mosquitoes become infected when they feed on infected birds yeah <laughs> god damn these birds <laughs> birds <laughs> i hate them you're like you see i have a reason i have a reason to hate <laughs> birds and mosquitoes they should just be i don't know if we should be done with birds but <laughs> we should be done with mosquitoes for with sure mosquitoes. yeah yeah i don't disagree who with told that the mosquito to bite the bird i don't know why how who told the mosquito to bite the bird that's what i want to know it's the fault of the mosquito 100 if they weren't so <laughs> nasty blood-sucking disgusting disgusting and how how do you even bite a fucking bird it has feathers on it like how the hell do you even like i don't know i don't know that's that's disgusting to me too (laughs) that's disgusting the feathers of a bird that's disgusting to me it's like holding a bunch of shit every time a feather a bird ruffles its feathers (laughs) i want to die i'm like give me away 
all the shit that just let into the air. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm just, no, I literally every image. time a bird ruffles its feathers, I walk the other way. I just have the image of a bird like going like they knew. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out. I just, it just released a ton of things well, into the environment because it releases a ton of crap. Birds do that because algo le molesta. So it's get it off of me and then it bring it comes on to me. <laughs> or at least that's what I think they're doing. <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> so back to the mosquito biting the bird. The infected bird. Right. Virus of nasty ass bird. <laughs> the virus eventually goes to the mosquito's salivary glands and infect a human when bitten. Uh, transmitted through contact with other infected animals or blood or other tissue. Very small number of infections caused by organ transplants, blood transfusions, and breast milk. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, well, we were bodily just, fluid, so... Yeah, we were just talking about breastfeeding. And then yeah. there is one reported case of transplacental mother-to-child West Nile virus transmission. Transplacental. So, that's it. You see, <laughs> don't listen to me, guys, when it comes to I love pronouncing these. some. I'm going to make a list of all these things and just do a blooper of Julie's mispronounce. But the weirdest thing is that Julie has the best vocabulary. I, it's just like salacious. It's, it's in my head, but then it comes out bad. It's, it's fine in my head. And then when I'm saying it out, it's, it's, there's a problem there. I, I need to talk to someone for that. But anyway. Incubation period again, three to fourteen days. I don't fucking know what I was doing two weeks ago. Like, how the hell am I going to remember? I'm a Everything bite. has an incubation period, so. Jeez. Anyway, and then to date, no human to human transmission through casual contact. Okay. Casual. Yeah, but that's like when we say casual, that's like touching, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what they're trying. Casual is just you literally just see someone and yeah. you have some sort of transmission. Okay. And I'm guessing. I mean, there's nothing called casual contact. You know what I mean? Okay. It's either direct contact, uh, respiratory contact, mm. droplet. I don't know what they're trying to say, like casual contact. Like not maybe sexual. just not sexual or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Um, and this is from the WHO, W-H-O-F-Y. And then, um, okay, can cause severe disease and death in horses, which is like a big money problem for a lot of people down yeah. in the South and whatnot. These thoroughbreds that cost like millions of dollars sometimes. Yeah. It's like a big deal. Anyway, and then vaccines available for horses, but yeah. not yet for people. That's how, in, that's how important it is, man. I know. The horses have the vaccine for this. I know. We don't. <laughs> Supportive care for people, even those with neuro... Um, invasive West Nile virus, which often involves hospitalization, intravenous fluids, respiratory support, and prevention of secondary infections. And birds are the natural hosts of West Nile virus. <laughs> and of course, once again, labs are needed to confirm diagnosis. Without that, you, you need the lab to like confirm. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of these labs, they're like panels. Yeah. So we basically send off testing. Honestly, a lot of the tests, in my experience, a lot of the testing that we do is usually from spinal fluid. Ugh. So cerebral spinal fluid, which mm-hmm. is the fluid that surrounds your brain and your spine and all of that. So, and we send it off for testing. Mm-hmm. But, and it's these specialized labs too. They are. They're very, very, very special yeah. and they're very expensive. Yeah. But, and that's why it's not something that's readily tested. Yeah. It has to be like things that we've ruled out. A lot of other things are we're trying to find a cause to it. Mm-hmm. So then that's when we go ahead and do those those types of tests. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. I remember when back then, my mom was still working at that lab, and there was this big Zika virus, the mm-hmm. outbreak back in 2016, and she was getting a lot because she was she was working like in a small specialized lab, mm-hmm. and they had it, but it was like 
to get that that okay to run it was pretty much the blood of a virgin mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended it's true to get the okay from the insurance companies and whatnot yeah. to like because it's it's, it's so specialized yeah. but anyway all right so next up the chica what i got chikagunya virus so yeah it was before zika yeah <clears throat> and it was dude it, it was it was definitely before zika yeah yeah and it was bad i mean it, it wasn't was as bad in the sense of like what you could get with pregnant you know if you were pregnant or whatever at least that we know of like yeah. i mean but i got it and that was not fun no so tell us about your experience well, um, I got bit in some in some way somehow one day, and all of a sudden I started getting like these really high fevers. And I'm the type of person that even if I have a bad like flu, cold, whatever, it's rare for me to get a fever. Like yeah. it's really, really rare. And I just started running these fevers that wouldn't go away. I'm like, man, this is weird. How many days did you have fever? A good week. So like, like, well, this is what I'm telling you, like yeah. fever that like persists. These yeah, are yeah. the times where people it, start digging into it wasn't these like, kind of diseases. It wasn't like two or three days. No, no, no. Yeah. It was like a full week. And then my, oh my God, I was so tired. Like I could not get out of bed. And I just felt horrible. Like the whole malaise, extreme fatigue, horrible malaise. And my joints were killing yeah. me. Which was a huge thing with chikagunya, oh the joint pain. Oh my God. It felt like the closest thing that I was able to compare it to was like if you had a little think of this a ball a ball of needles Mm -hmm. like a little tiny ball of needles that just went from like little joint to another joint to all over your body and it would just sneak up that's how i felt because it was like pinching in between it's such a horrible it, it, it just sucks so bad and i mean but it's the weirdest thing because again it's like not not like a typical cold because you don't have runny nose, you don't have coughing, you don't have any of that. No. But yet you're feeling like if you have no, a with bad... chikagunya, which Julie also has, is the recurrent symptoms after. Exactly. At that time, I, I got the the rashes and it was mostly like under my axilla. Yeah. And right now that I'm fighting off whatever my kid has, like yeah. whatever cold he has, every time I get a cold or I'm fighting off a cold, even if it's not bad, because look, right now yeah. I, I feel fine. Yeah. But my body is fighting something. I'm like coughing, as you yeah. guys probably heard me cough like five times already. Um, anything that I'm fighting off, cold-wise, virus-wise, yeah. I will get a little flare-up. So it's like these little pinches, and it's the typical viral, what is it called? The There's like a word for the viral rashes, like viral. Exanthem. Like, that's it. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I know that Mario has said that before, yeah. and I can never remember that word. It's yeah. classic in the sense that it's sometimes it itches, but then if you mm. touch it, it burns. Burns. Mm. And mind you, I have. They don't even look like when I first got chikagunya when I had it completely acute. Mm-hmm. It was like a bigger rash, like yeah. a way bigger, very prominent rash. Now it's more like little little dots. Yeah. Like maybe it's two or three of them, but they bother. Yeah. Like you, sure. oh my God, they, like they're the tiniest little things, but they bother so bad. Like anything. And you get the joint pain again. Yeah. So right before we started this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's really funny. We were just talking about this. She was like, oh, how how's your knee? Because what was it, Monday? Yeah, like Monday. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was Monday. Okay. I was like, man, Evie, like we were talking. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like I woke up in the wrong side of the bed. Like I don't, I didn't do anything differently from my regular workout or anything. I, you know, everything status quo. Nothing's yeah. changed. And my knee is killing me. I could like couldn't even stretch it out all the way. Like it was really bad. Like I hadn't had it that bad in years. And now we were talking about it, and she's and she's like, yeah, because you know joint pain. And then like I was looking over the notes, and then I was I'm like, 
It's part of the freaking flip. I have the rash right now. That's what it was. It wasn't anything that I did. It was a stupid, like, you know, Chikagunya. It's back for revenge. Can we give her a name? Can we give her a name? Chica? Chica, yeah, Chica, Chica's yeah. back. Yeah, it's fucking Chica. Chica, that's what I call. Yeah. Damn it, Chica. everybody in Grenada called it. Oh, you got the Chica because that's how that's how common it got in freaking Grenada. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean that was it was. The, oh my god, there was like a lot of Thailand too. Thailand mm-hmm. was a big place too. I not just the Caribbean. I think. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. It came from yeah, Africa, Asia. Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's from. There were like all these sporadic things, but yeah, there was really common and a lot of in people Asia. we like. We talked about like the difference because a lot of the mosquito illnesses, um, mosquito viruses Mm -hmm. cause a lot of the same symptoms. So it was like the fever for lots of days. Yeah, we just saw it. Yeah, Yeah. the rash, the joint pain and stuff like that. So it was like, I remember every time we would have a patient with that. We had a patient in residency. It was part of a case presentation that we did. But it was like fevers, ongoing fevers. Joint pains, rash. She ended up having chikungunya, huh. but we had to work her up for dengue, yeah. for Zika, for all these things because they're all, all almost the same symptoms. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, but yeah. So exactly, literally, exactly what you were saying. It's easy to diagnose dengue and yeah. Zika with chikungunya. <clears throat> so it causes, like I said, I was explaining and how it was really this is awful. Ten out of ten do not recommend. <laughs> causes fever and severe joint pain. I really did have that. And I'm still struggling. Yeah. Ten years later, nine or ten years later, I'm still like getting the flare ups from it. Have you ever thought of who, who diagnosed you? I'm just interested. It was there like in there. So, OK, I was never classically diagnosed from it. Yeah. But I was remember I was doing research yeah, with yeah, yeah. the School of Medicine and whatnot. Yeah. And then. I was out for the count for a while, like yeah. maybe two weeks worth. I was out for the count, like I couldn't collect samples or none of that. So then, because I was doing two researches at the time, I was doing the health economics um, paper article, whatever, for pancreatic cancer. And then I was doing the other one on marine biology. So the marine biology was more hands-on. I had to yeah. go into the water, collect the collect plastic samples, samples yeah. put them in the test tubes, whatever, like all, all, of, uh, you know, all that buffer enzymes, all that crap. So anyway, I was out for the count. I couldn't. I needed somebody to go ahead and do it on the days that I couldn't for those two weeks. And the professor that I was working under for that one, for the marine biology, she's like, oh, I have a really good friend of mine and he's a professor. He works at the lab here in school. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to him. Maybe he could get you in for that. So I explained to him everything. He took blood sample of mine because I did a routine blood sample mm-hmm. at their clinic. Okay. And then he's like, do you mind if I collect from that blood sample for the routine, like collect it to yeah. test for it? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and whatever. So it came out that, that he... <clears throat> Since I was part of a research study and like since I was part of that research study, like my name wasn't involved or anything like that. He's like, look, like I'll let you know, like in the download because I was like patient A, whatever, you know, he's like, you know, I just have to, I need to just put you with the demographics, but I can't say that it's you per se, you know, whatever, for HIPAA and whatnot and all this bunch of stuff. But it came to, to be that, yeah, like I... Chica. Oh my God. So it was all of that. I had to go through all those hoops because again, super specialized freaking yeah. stuff. So he had to send it out. Like those, yeah, all yeah. those blood samples were, did yeah. not stay in Grenada. No, no, no. Like, those are usually ones that are sent out labs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how it was. And, and yeah, it's all these things like the muscle pain, the headaches. I had really bad headaches. Like the headaches were blinding bad. It was, it was awful. Nausea, fatigue, the rash, <clears throat> the disease onset four to eight days after the bite. 
I'm sure it was. I can't even tell you because, of course, we're living in Grenada. God only freaking knows. Yeah. The joint pain, if it's often debilitating, I'm telling you that it was extremely painful. It usually lasts for a few days, but maybe prolonged, lasting weeks, months, or even years. Luckily, mine only comes and goes as like viral, like mm-hmm. flare up. Um, no vaccine or treatment. It's just like um, supportive care, as you know. And then I did see this like paracetamol. So, what is paracetamol? Paracetamol is the like European acetaminophen. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Because I was like, what the heck is that? Anyway, I don't want to say European, but outside of the US, they use paracetamol a lot. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that I had to take only acetaminophen because until I got ruled out for a dengue, because yeah. of course the NSAIDs and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting to dengue soon. Mm-hmm. And then it's underestimated the number of infected, obviously, because of how hard it is to rule out with the labs and whatnot. Severe symptoms and death are rare and usually relating to something else. It is an RNA virus, so it's like weird in that aspect. Yeah. First ID'd in the United Republic of Tanzania, Tanzania, sorry, in 1952. And it can... It's Tanzania. Tanzania. I've definitely been saying Tanzania before. Yeah. That's oh, great. Well, I'm sorry. I learned. I learned. How many, how many things have I said wrong, like on the daily? <laughs> Come on. It can ingest the virus and then replicates in the mosquito in several days, gets into the salivary glands, can be transmitted to a new human Those host. Those fucking when... salivary glands. Yeah, that's exactly Can it. we genetically modify to zap the salivary glands of mosquitoes? Yeah, I know. Is something that we can feed them? It would be destroys amazing. destroys them? It would be amazing. Then once bitten, the virus begins to replicate in the newly infected host and reaches high concentrations in the blood. At this point, they can further infect other mosquitoes and the cycle goes on. And yeah, like we said, detected through blood samples. I'm just thinking right now. I yeah. don't know. This is definitely off topic. I uh-huh. just, I just talked. I just thought about it. Mosquito repellent. Mm-hmm. Is there something that could kill instead of repel? But then you run the risk of it affecting you in that sense. No, I don't have to wear it. What if oh, I just okay, set okay. something off into the corner of the house that I think attracts? There is. Okay, I think there is, but like, is I don't... that what's the TNT? I don't know. There's like a new mosquito thing called the TNT, and it literally okay. zaps them. Oh, okay. They attract them to a box. I don't know. Okay. Well, oh, I okay. We'll, okay. we'll look into that. Yeah. <laughs> Dengue fever. This one's terrible. So this is bad. This is what everybody yeah. fears. And that's why, like, whenever you have these symptoms, or don't take NSA because NSA, we need to yeah. see if it is dengue or not. Yeah. So um, there were a lot of these in, in, in Grenada. And I actually had a neighbor that he had the hemorrhagic form. Of yeah, it. the hemorrhagic. Well, that's the that's the dengue. That's, like, the most, like, um, severe. severe form of dengue, which is hemorrhagic dengue. Yeah. So. Well... They also call it break bone fever. That's how yeah. horrible it is. This is like very common. This is like something that's like, at least in my my parents, they say that in Cuba is like very, very, very common. Dengue is very common. Mm-hmm. And it they literally say that it feels like you got run over by a bus. Awful. That's awful. My God. I can't imagine. And break bone fever, like yeah. breaking a bone pain. Yeah. I've never had dengue, so I don't know what it feels like. But no. I've taken care of patients that have gone through it. Yeah. And I worked with people that know people that have had dengue and it never fails like they say that it's awful yep that's everything that i've heard is exactly the same that it's really really bad but anyway viral infection transmitted through infected mosquito bite as all of these about half of the world's population is now at risk with dengue with an estimated 100 to 400 million infections during each year yeah that's a lot Mostly when you're talking about only a centralized region, that's a yeah, lot of people. That is a lot of people. We're only, these these regions, I mean, these mosquitoes are not going to be in freaking Russia or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know? It's going to be mostly Caribbean, yeah. you know. High humidity. Yeah, high humidity high areas, areas, all areas. That, so. yeah. 
Anyway, found in tropical, like literally, it was just saying tropical and subtropical climates worldwide, mostly urban and semi-urban areas. Many are asymptomatic at first or produce only mild illnesses. Dengue can occasionally cause more severe cases, even death. Symptoms include high fever of 104, for example. Yeah. Severe headache, pain behind the eyes. I hate it when I get a migraine that hurts like that. Yeah. Those and migraines are the they're, worst. Sometimes there you can have what's called a myositis, which is basically inflammation of the muscle. Mm-hmm. And it can happen in any muscle. And our eyes have muscles, yeah. right? So sometimes you can even have something like this where a virus like kind of infiltrates that muscle and then you can have that pain so i i can't even imagine yeah oh my god anyway swollen glands body aches nausea vomiting rash most will get better in about a week or two people are infected for the second time are higher risk for severe dengue and then severe dengue needs hospitalization and can be fatal severe dengue symptoms include severe abdominal pain persistent vomiting rapid breathing bleeding gums or nose fatigue restlessness blood Mm -hmm. and vomit or stool being very thirsty pale cold skin feeling weak if symptoms occur they usually begin four to ten days after infection and last for two to seven days yeah yeah it's sounds yeah awful. you're dehydrated you're in pain you're, you're bleeding your feet you're you're fevering you have hemorrhagic dengue which is you're oh. bleeding from everywhere oh my god and it's awful it, it truly is it's yeah terrible uh, no treatment only supportive care with pain medicine early detection and access to proper medical care greatly lowers fatality rates for severe dengue avoid onsets because of the bleeding yep. um vaccine available called dengvaxia for people who have had dengue at least once and live in places where it is common. Common. So yeah. it's not available for just dengue. It's only available if you've had dengue if you've before. Had it, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then incidence has grown dramatically worldwide. A majority of cases are asymptomatic or self-managed, therefore underrecorded. One modeling estimate indicates 390 million dengue virus infections per year, of which 96 million manifest clinically. Another study estimates that 3.9 billion people are at risk, spreading to new areas such as Europe with explosive outbreaks occurring, first time recorded in France and Croatia in 2010. So it's like you're saying, these viruses are going everywhere. Everywhere. Just crazy and then the next one that we're seeing in the news yep another one that's really scary yeah which the other day i was seeing some people there was a conversation about like malaria and they're like oh but i haven't traveled and stuff like that guess what you don't need to travel anymore malaria can come to you if there's a lot of high turnover in traveling yep especially look i'm just gonna say everyone comes to florida yeah yeah florida's a huge like touristy spot and not even something that people don't think about. Our airport is a huge it's international a huge airport. Hub. It's a huge hub. So a lot of people do layovers. Yes. And not only that, but it's like you combine people coming in because they're international and it's a huge hub. Then people are coming in, getting bitten by these mosquitoes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the transmission of disease. So those people probably left. Yeah. They went somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. But the mosquitoes didn't. Right. Right. They didn't hop right. on the airplane with them. Exactly. So... And then they go and like they infect. But yes, there's actually is a huge outbreak of malaria going on. And it was in central Florida-ish, like West Coast Florida. Right. So Sanibel, all those places, which is huge. Those are huge places where people go on vacation in Florida. I know. We do. That's what I'm saying. Like Floridians, like we go to the West Coast because it's like nicer beaches. Next week we're going to the West Coast shit. Wait, where are you going? To Naples. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You keep telling me. And I keep forgetting. (laughs) 
<laughs> I keep forgetting. And you're going. And I'm going. <laughs> Lord. So anyway, malaria. The cool, that not cool. That's a poor choice of words. <laughs> but the weird thing about malaria, like uncommon from other ones, I guess it's it's a parasite, unlike the other ones that are viral. Yeah, it is exactly. So that's like the yeah. cool thing about yeah about it. But yeah, so basically the mosquitoes carry the parasite the same way the mosquitoes carry the virus. They I carry feel the like parasite. It's scarier that it's a parasite versus. I a virus. hate anything that's parasitic. I know. Because, because a parasitic smarter. infection is, you don't benefit anything. No, yeah. They benefit off of you. Yeah. And they probably kill you in the process. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, I feel like they're smarter than viruses. So they're just like, I'm not cool with that. Mm-mm. I'm not cool with that. Oh, and wait for a mini episode coming up on, on a pi- uh, parasite situation. Yes. We're going to be doing that sometime soon. Anyway. Um, yeah. So interesting that it's a parasite, but it's a mosquito-borne disease. Yeah. Even though it's a parasite. Um, in 2021, nearly half of the world's population was at risk of malaria. That is huge. Yeah. Nearly half of the world in 2021. Anyway, that year, there were an estimated 247 million cases of malaria worldwide. Yeah. The estimated number of malaria deaths stood at 619,000 in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, the WHO African region carries a disproportionately high share of the global malaria burden. In 2021, the region was home to 95% of malaria cases and 96% of malaria deaths. Children under five accounted for about 80% of all malaria deaths in the region. That's horrible. I know. Symptoms usually start with 10 to 15 days of getting bitten by an infected mosquito. Symptoms may be mild for some people, especially for those who have had malaria infection before. Severe symptoms include extreme tiredness and fatigue, impaired consciousness, so it, it like messes with your brain and your cognitive function too yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely um <laughs> multiple convulsions um difficulty breathing dark and bloody urine um jaundice yeah. which is the yellowing jaundice of the... Is the huge thing because since it's like in the red blood cells it oh. can affect them they release bilirubin and all of that yeah oof and then abnormal bleeding as yes. you were just talking about that <laughs> People with severe symptoms should get emergency care right away. Malaria infection during pregnancy can also cause premature delivery or delivery of a baby with low birth weight. Mm-hmm. Preventative chemotherapy is the use, yeah, is the use of medicines either alone or in combination to prevent malaria infections and their consequences. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have a family member that she's on Toloquam. No, but it's another anti-malarial drug, and it's for a weird... Um, There's a lot of malaria drugs, but we, sometimes people take it just to prophylax for when they're traveling outside. Well, she takes it, and it straight up makes her feel awful, but she has to titrate it and whatnot. And it's for this abnormality that she has, that she has on really, really high platelets. Mm-hmm. So it controls her high platelet count. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's an anti-malarial drug, and well, anyway... Since October 2021, WHO recommends broad use of the malaria vaccine among children living in the region with moderate to high malaria transmission is shown to significantly reduce malaria and deadly severe malaria among you know, yeah. children. So. so this like the, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the good thing about malaria is that we do have, like it is treatable. Yeah. Right. Like instead of the supportive care, I think that was like the biggest difference with the viruses. It's a lot of supportive care. But with malaria, like we do have like medicines for it, which is why people that usually travel outside, they usually ask for prophylaxis, which is treating you before you even get the infection. So it's prevented. Yeah. So there's, you know, a lot of these are like the quinins, the yeah. primaquin and the, the chloroquine and all these things. Atovaquone is a really big one too. 
The other thing that I was going to say about malaria, which is very interesting and it's just like a fun fact, is that they actually think that sickle cell disease is an evolutionary response to malaria. That's so cool. That's a theory. It's yeah. a theory. I'm not saying it's a proven thing. Yeah, right? yeah. But it is a theory because malaria infects red blood cells, right? So when you have sickle cell disease, the red blood cells sickle, right? right. And the malaria cannot live inside of that sickled cell. So when it says, when you're saying sickle, that means that it's like a different shape. It is a different shape. It's a sickle shape. So okay. it literally looks like a half moon. Instead of the normal donut, like looking the, almost. Like a donut looking. Yeah. Exactly. So it's yeah. sickles, right? Right. So they, there is a theory that sickle cell was like an adaptation huh. to malaria. And then now it's genetic, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, or how can I say this? It is a genetic disease. We tested in the newborn metabolic screens and stuff like that. But there is an ongoing theory that they think that malaria, because of all the infections in the yeah. malaria, that people developed sickle cell. this sickle cell or whatever that to protect so them cool. from malaria. That is so cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's malaria. And you got to watch out for it because now here in Florida, we're seeing... Yes, we are. And there's actually a CDC health advisory. We will that. we will post it. It's, yeah, it's just happened like a couple of days from now recording them. Right now, it's September 4th, 2023. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so quickly going through these. Uh, chagas. Don't you just love chagas? Chagas is another parasite. It and is. I hate it. I think it's <laughs> disgusting. It causes a lot of things like it dilation does. of everything. Dilation of the heart. Dilation of the colon. Dilation of the uh, a lot of things. Yeah. And it's disgusting because it's not just a mosquito. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the mosquito that infects the reduvid bug. Mm-hmm. Right? It's called the reduvid bug. I'm pretty sure it's called the reduvid bug. Right here. Trevector born. I'm pretty sure that's the reduvid bug. Okay. But anyways, the reduvid bug, and mm -hmm. then it's called the kissing, kissing disease. Because the reduvid bug actually goes and like injects the parasite. Ugh. Like it bites you and it injects the parasite. Ugh. And then you got chakas. Gross. Trypanosome. Gross. Jejuni or something like that. Trypanosome. Yeah. Trypanosome. Cruzy. Yeah, trypanosoma cruzi. Yep. That's the name of the parasite. Not jejuni. Jejuni is your gut. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's been around since 1909 by a Brazilian doctor. Like, it's crazy. It's one of the older ones. Yeah, like, it is. It is. Identified. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's transmitted by consumption of food, beverages, um, contaminated with this parasite. For example, con contact with feces, urine, anything that these bugs are in contact with. Passage of infected mother to her newborn can happen. Blood or blood product transfusion and infected donors also organ transplants because of course or laboratory accidents yeah. which tends to happen there's two phases of it the initial acute phase lasts for about two months after infection during the acute phase a high number of parasites circulate the blood oh, God, that sounds so disgusting to me yep a high number of parasites circulate the blood but most case symptoms are absent or mild that is bonkers how the hell are you having like parasites all over your body and you don't feel anything yep because they're living inside you. Ugh. They are benefiting from you. Ugh. And less than 50% of people been <laughs> by them. I just had a thing. If you're watching this on Patreon, you'll see us like, just, just like, I don't know. Like we're, we're both like shake. just, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, in less than 50% have been, of people bitten by a, by that bug. I, I'm not going to try pronouncing it. I'm pretty sure it's called the Reduvid bug. <laughs> yeah, that's probably like the more common, like I have here, yeah, like, like from the CDC is like, or WHO's. HO's name, but anyway, characteristic first visible signs can be skin lesions or a purplish swelling on the lids of one eye. Additionally, yes. they can present fever, headache, enlarged lymph nodes, all of those other things that we've mentioned, chest pain, abdominal pain, mm -hmm. 
During the chronic phase, the parasites are hidden, mainly in the hearts and digestive muscles. Yep, that's what I was saying. Yeah. They, cause, they cause like enlargement of the heart. Ish. They cause, yeah, yep. dilated cardiomyopathies, this, this uh, dilated is, colon. This is crazy. One to three decades later. Yep. So third, up to 30 years later, up to a third of patients suffer from cardiac disorders and up to one to 10 suffer from digestive, typically enlargement of esophagus or colon neurological or mixed alterations in later years the infection in those patients can cause a destruction of the nervous system and heart muscle consequent cardiac arrhythmias or progressive heart failure and sudden death yep 30 years later yep you're living with that freaking parasite parasites in you for 30 years get me out of that get me out of that (laughs) mental space (laughs) it's terrible no no Oh, God, I'm all clammy now. That's why I hate parasites. Incurable of treatment is initiated soon after infection in chronic patients. Anti-parasitic treatment can potentially prevent or curb disease progression and prevent transmission or, for instance, mother-to-child infection. Up to a third of chronically infected people develop cardiac alterations and one in 10 develop digestion, all that. So you got to just, and in Latin America, apparently it's like very common, which is, it got discovered by a Brazilian doctor in 1909. Mm-hmm. Um, in, <clears throat> so pretty much vector control, like yeah. cover everything, like water, stagnant water, where, where like. If I saw a mosquito, I would die. If I saw a duvid bug on me, I would freaking throw up right on the spot. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And yeah. if you see the duvid bug, it's like very typical. Yeah. I included it here because it, it kind of still works like a mosquito and where it like bites you like same thing it's like the same type of like vector but it has like a like it has a diamond shape on it or i think it does i don't know i know that the i'll post it very i'll post it it. it's very typical look at look at it in our instagram you'll see a picture of it i'll put it there now e e e e e sorry three e's eastern equine encephalitis virus um it affects People. It's pretty popular too. Yeah, it's spread to people. To people by but the this mosquito. is like the word encephalitis. Like this virus usually causes altered mental status, yeah. inflammation. It's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so encephalitis is like inflammation of your brain. So or, um, encephalitis. It, yeah, it's it's, like, it is. It's like inflammation of the brain. Exactly. Okay. So in layman's terms, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's like the easiest. Way and that's why like, yeah. breaking it down, Barney style. It's that. Yeah, exactly. I know it's more like the tissue, like the struggle, whatever. But like, exactly, we could talk about like the difference in tissues and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah so there's inflammation in the brain. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's spread by people to people because of these stupid mosquitoes. They like, bite in each other and their grossness. <laughs> Only a few cases are reported in the U.S. Each year, most cases are in the eastern or Gulf Coast uh, states, so we got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, although rare, EEE is very serious. Approximately 30% of people with EEE die, and many survivors are ongoing neurologic problems. Yeah. There are no vaccines to prevent or medicines to treat EEE. You can reduce your risk of infection with EEE by, again, repellent, all the vector control yes. situations. Healthcare providers diagnose EEE based on history. Like where you traveled, you know, all that history of possible exposure. And then, of course, lab testing. Yeah. Um, your healthcare provider can order tests. Go ahead. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to gonna be, be like... something. Yeah. When you're, you don't just like walk into a clinic and you're like, I think I have encephalitis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You have encephalitis here at the hospital. You're getting worked up. And yeah. it's like usually like a million dollar workup because we need to rule out so many, so things, many things before yeah. we say this was just a mosquito that bit you and inflamed your brain. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much supportive care, rest, fluids, over-the-counter pain meds. Yes. And then for severe 
you know, cases, they have to be hospitalized, you know, tra um, intravenous fluids, you yes. know, all those things. Okay. Then the St. Louis, Louis encephalitis. Yeah. I hadn't heard of this one. Yeah, it's also popular, yeah. but it's also another form of encephalitis. It's like a virus that causes encephalitis. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. So, so, and the same thing. It's thing. worn. Nausea vomiting. Nausea vomiting. So it's just a different type of virus, but causes a similar similar symptoms. Exactly. And that's what I'm, well, what I'm seeing here is also like, men or meningitis. So. Yeah. So encephalitis is like inflammation of like the, brain tissue mm -hmm. and then meningitis is inflammation of meninges so it's like the like one of the layers of okay the nerves and okay that. yeah and then in rare cases it's it causes long-term disability or death because of that and what you're just saying like how it affects your nervous system yes. and that's in that mm -hmm. sense and okay so the same type of symptoms that's why all of these are hard to diagnose so you know dizziness nausea rah, rah, yeah, all those things. which all of those are brain symptoms or neuro symptoms yeah they typically get worse over a period of several days or weeks some patients recover after this period other develop signs of central nervous system infections including infection of the brain which mm -hmm. is encephalitis membranes around the brain or spinal cord meningitis coma can even develop in severe cases and among patients diagnosed with SLE, 5 to 20% die. The risk of dying increases with age. So no vaccines either, no medicines, just supportive care as well. And of course, vector control. So what is the lesson learned today? Yeah. All mosquitoes should die. All of them should die. All of them should die. And if that doesn't happen, then y'all better be wearing your mosquito repellent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is yellow fever like a more common one or no? Yeah, yellow fever is more common. Okay, because that's the last one I have here. Yeah, yellow fever. And we have a vaccine for yellow fever. Oh, okay. It's not given in the U.S. because it's not that common, but it is. there is a vaccine for it. Okay, so yeah, the very last one, guys, at least of the common ones that we're naming here, which, as you could tell, it's a long one because, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many, and ones. this is just the common ones. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, running through them at this point. Um, yellow fever virus, and it's, in a you know, transmitted by mosquitoes. Um, as of 2023, 34 countries in Africa and 13 countries in Central and South America are either endemic for or have regions that are endemic for yellow fever. Yellow yep. fever is prevented by a vaccine, yep. which is safe and affordable. A single dose of yellow fever vaccine is sufficient to grant lifelong um, protection. A modeling study based on African data sources estimates that the burden of yellow fever during 2013 was 84,000 yeah, 84, to 170,000 severe cases and so on incubation period for yellow fever is three to six days many people do not experience symptoms common symptoms include fever muscle all of the same all symptoms. the things yeah all the same things that we've been saying most of these disappear three to four days a small percentage of patients enter a second more toxic phase within 24 hours of recovering from initial symptoms high fever returns and several body systems are affected usually the liver and the kidneys in this phase people are likely to develop jaundice um, as we said earlier, the yellowing of the skin, the eyes, dark urine and abdominal pain and vomiting. Bleeding can occur from the mouth, nose, eyes or stomach. Half of the patients who enter the toxic phase die within seven to 10 days. Hence why the vaccine is important because this is pretty bad. Yeah. And if you're, it just doesn't like you, you can get the vaccine here. Yeah. But so if you're traveling to somewhere where yellow fever is very uh, high, you can get a vaccine. Okay. And then there's no specific antiviral drug for yellow fever patients should rest stay hydrated and seek medical advice and pcr testing is a type of blood test sometimes can detect the virus in early stages of the disease so you could that could help you out with the prognosis so that was mosquito-borne illnesses holy shite <laughs> i thought it was a long one it is a long one we could have made it a two-parter but we're like no let's just we don't we don't necessarily have time we have like 
busy lives. So yes, we're like yeah. yeah. But this was, I mean, if we just kept on but seeing they, it coming up, and we're like, you know, it's, it's a yeah. good one to touch upon. Yeah, and also I think it's good just because a lot of the mosquito-borne illnesses have a lot of very similar symptoms. Yeah, yeah. So it's like good things to watch out for, and there are ones that are more common than others. Yeah, it's good information. Yeah, and a lot of people forget since we're in such a big city, a lot of people forget that that is even a thing. But it is a thing. Yes, it is. The West Nile virus is a thing it's here. A thing. You know, so it's just because we live in Miami. Doesn't mean that you're immune from it. It's very much a thing. <laughs> Put on some mosquito repellent. For get those citronella candles out. Yeah, get like me, like lemongrass. All <laughs> just die, just dying your fumes. So yeah, off. I, I off to no sponsor idea. us. I'm pretty sure you could smell it from outside of my apartment, like from outside, as in Not outside of the building. Your neighbors? No, my neighbors literally came out and they're like, "Oh, there's like a." <laughs> We just smell uh, something. It's not bad. And they're like, we just smell And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't smell anything. I don't smell anything. <laughs> but anyways. All right, guys. Check us out on all the socials. Instagram, TikTok, whatnot. On the Wisdom app as well. On yes. Reddit as well. We're on Ooh, Reddit. Reddit. Yes. Facebook. Also, check us out on Patreon. Yeah. These episodes that you hear on audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and all streaming platforms, only on audio, you could see us shaking it out with these parasites that we were talking about on Patreon. And they're a little bit longer because I cut out and I edit out a lot less in the video formats versus the audio ones. So check that out. And then in Patreon, we have Patreon exclusive episodes as well that only come out in a Patreon and they're also video. So and those are saucier. Yeah. Salacious. Those are definitely saucier, salacious. All the <laughs> zesty. <laughs> zesty words. <laughs> those things. And our patrons come out on Fridays. Yes. Podcasts come out on Tuesdays. Patrons come out on Fridays. Exactly. So check us out there. Thank you all for the support. Keep it up. We love doing this and we love talking to you all. Comment, like, subscribe, do all the things. And we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> beautiful like comment review us on all streaming platforms spotify apple music amazon music etc check us out on instagram and tiktok at funny medicine podcast our gmail is at funny medicine 305 at gmail.com and remember we are not diagnosing you definitely not just funny stuff see you later guys <laughs>